Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbour Maureen. Yeah, thank you. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Hello and welcome to Films To Be Buried With. My name is Brett Goldstein. I'm a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, an arena gig, and I love films. As Babe Ruth once said, it's hard to beat a person who never gives up. Mad God took 30 years to make. Do you hear that? It took 30 years and he still finished it. The crazy bastard still finished it. You're right, Babe Ruth. Thank you. Every week I invite a special guest over. I tell them they've died. Then I get them to discuss their life through the films that meant the most to them. Previous guests include Jamila Jamil, Sharon Stone, Mark Frost, and even Cled Plamble. But this week, it's the brilliant comedian, Sakisa. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein, where you'll get 20 minutes of extra chat with Sakisa. You get a secret, you get the episode uncut ad-free, and there's a video, you get openings and closings, you get all sorts of stuff. Check it out over at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein. So Sakisa, Sakisa is a stand-up comedian who is currently, as you listen to this, performing her debut show at the Edinburgh Festival, which has been getting incredible reviews. She is a comedian who came out the gates smashing it. She's on TV. You see her in all sorts of stuff. She's fucking brilliant. I loved hanging out with her. We recorded this over Zoom a couple of weeks ago. She was amazing. And I really think you're going to love this one. So that is it for now. I very much hope you enjoy episode 210 of Films to be Buried with. Hello and welcome to Films to be Buried with. It is me, Brett Goldstein, and I'm joined today by an award nominee, an award nominee, an award nominee, a three-time award nominee and a 25,000-time award winner, a TV star, a writer, a podcaster, a person, a actor, a hero, a legend, a 1200th time award nominee and Leicester <laughs> Comedy Festival's finest comedian that was ever born and also Edinburgh about to be Edinburgh's highest paid comedian on the fridge. <laughs> Please welcome to the show. It's the brilliant, it's the amazing. I can't believe she's here. Everyone go crazy. It's Sakisa. <laughs> that was probably the most amazing uh, intro I have ever had. I would like that for all my shows. <laughs> you can you can save it. You can. Pl- I would play that as your intro coming onto the stage. 
Yeah. Sakisa, let's let's say let's tell the truth, right? We've never met. I've been a fan of yours. I've seen your stand up on TV. However, last night we had two gigs together, but we couldn't see each other because you were opening one and I was closing the other, or whatever that means. So we kept swapping yeah. past each other. I didn't even see you. How were the gigs? Yeah, we literally just went. Woo! It was. Um, they were lovely gigs. Um, one was very sweaty. Yeah, but my it God. was. Yeah, but it's always a lovely show um, at Always Be Comedy. But um, yeah, yeah it was a great show. Great shows. Two, two smashes. How was it for you? That Always Be Comedy, which is the best gig in London always, it was a new venue and it was a sauna. In the, it, but then I thought for you, I was like, oh, this is good practice for Edinburgh. That's what, that's what an Edinburgh room is like. <laughs> Just watching yeah. a, a, an audience slowly melt in front of you as you get through your 20, like 10 minutes in, you're like, they look shorter than the start of this gig. I'm just going to have fans for everyone, I think. I think. It's a great idea. Just get everyone a fan and just be like, just put That's it here. A great and just enjoy idea. the fight. So, is this your, you're about to go to Edinburgh, right? Should we talk about all this? I'm fascinated. This is your first hour? It's my first hour. I'm very excited, very nervous, very anxious, very all the emotions at this moment yeah. in time. And I am gearing up. We're gearing up for the month and it's yeah. going to be. It's going to be an experience. That is the word we're going with. <laughs> that for is sure. The word. What 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 time and where for the listener who may come and see you? What, what do I want? It will be eight twenty-five at the Pleasant Below. Uh, it's Fuck called it Life of the Party because it's going to be a party. Yeah. Why isn't it called fucking prime time? Prime time superstar. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a lot of competition out at the moment. Like everyone's doing the nah, show. So like, nah, you're the only one I've heard of going up there. What is um? <laughs> Uh, have you done Have you done Edinburgh before in smaller bills, uh, mixed bills and whatnot? Yeah, so I went up and did like a split show. Okay. I did like, I ran my own compilation show for two weeks. And then in 2017, I was in the BBC New Comedy Award final up there. But I have never done the full run. Right. And if you want to give me any tips, yep. but I think it's going to be just, yeah, an experience is the word we'll go with. Okay, here's my tip. My tip is accept that at some point you're going to lose your fucking mind. And it will yeah. probably be... The, the, the skill is how long you can hold that off for. Like, if you can make it to two weeks before you lose your fucking mind, you're doing really, really well. I think when I did my first out, I was a week in, lost my mind. You will lose your mind at some point. And the only thing you can tell yourself when you lose your mind is you must try to... Maybe sometimes it's worth, like... <laughs> I don't know, like watching the news or something to remind yourself that this isn't all there is. And that outside yeah. of this bubble, there are other things happening and, and that this isn't everything. But it will completely feel like everything and you will completely lose your mind. But it'll also be amazing and you'll have the best time ever and make sure that you enjoy all the bits around it. I am going to be looking forward to sleep. That's probably the most important thing I'm looking forward to because I've not right. slept properly in like two months so. okay not sure that's <laughs> okay i mean <laughs> yeah. good, good luck with that good luck with no that could happen you could sleep i suppose somewhere i, I think it, i think it could happen who are you living with i'm living with five other comics one of them is also debuting called lou fitz sasha ellen's also in the flat just hanging around some nice people the only problem yeah. with the flat is even though it's very central it's on the eighth floor of a building yeah. with no lift. So the thighs will be sexy, but... <laughs> Maybe you will sleep every time you get yes. on those fucking stairs. You'll need a nap. Yeah. Can I also tell you my favourite story of you, which you won't remember? 
please. Uh, we have met in 2018. We did a show for Stuart Laws in Angel. And I took a selfie with all of you. It was you, Acaster, Stuart, and Darson. Darson. Okay. And it basically... Was this Stuart, I, Stuart Laws has friends gig? Yeah. And I was wearing... I looked very hood. <laughs> right. And I had like a cap on my head back to front. I took a selfie. And the first thing I said when I came on stage, because I was basically pronounced bad before you all was, hi guys, just so you know, I'm not their drug dealer. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Stuart Laws was like, that was the best thing as anyone ever represented in terms of this, this lineup, <laughs> uh, which was a very great show. Um, I didn't see you at that show. I didn't see you at that show. And I think I was I was late or early, one or the other. I have not seen you do stand-up live. No, you didn't see me. No, you, you had to leave straight after your set. That's why. That's what happened. Yeah. This keeps happening. Every time you do a gig with me, I, I run <laughs> off. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> please, please don't take it personally. I will, <laughs> it's okay. Next time we have you a gig are... together, I will not book another gig. I'm going to keep that whole evening. <laughs> Just I mean, you, you don't have to do that for me. If anything, I should do that for you. If you need a new PA, I will come round. Sakisa. Yeah. I've forgotten to tell you something. I've forgotten to tell you something. It's quite bad that I didn't tell you this in the beginning. I know you're you're sort of you've got a time limit on this podcast because you. I've forgotten what it is you've got to do after this. What is it? It's a preview. Oh, you've got to do a preview. Well, you've died. You're dead. Yeah. So maybe, so maybe don't worry about that sort of thing anymore. Okay. Okay. I can appreciate that. Yeah. How, how did you die? I died after rescuing a cat from a roof. So mm -hmm. I've rescued a cat from the top of a roof yeah. in a, ha like a house. Just climbed up. Climbed up, rescued this cat, went through the attic onto the roof. Right. Rescued this cat. Brought it back down to its parents. Or like threw it back down to its parents, I should say. Mm. And then I unfortunately have fallen off the roof and died. Okay, I've got a couple of follow-up questions. You've so the cat could have <laughs> jumped the cat could have jumped off the roof, but instead you've gone up the so you've gone up the attic and then what smashed your way through the roof. Then yeah. you picked up this cat and chucked it at its parents. So there's two cat parents down there. Daddy cat and a uh, mummy cat. And how are they catching the, the cat? Well, I say parents. I'm like owners. I should say owners. Oh, the owners, owners, okay. Owners. Imagine the two parents that's like, don't throw our babies. <laughs> <laughs> so you're throwing <laughs> the cat at the owners. They've caught the cat. The, court, the cat yes. is safe. Yeah. And then how do you fall? Which way do you land? I've tripped and fallen on a right. piece of brick that has not been fixed properly by a DIY man. Okay. And I've tripped, fallen backwards and rolled off the edge of the house, oh, wow. fallen and smashed. So I've died, but I've died a hero. Did you die on impact instant? Yeah. Is there any part of you that thinks it looked funny and were pleased as a comedian at how you rolled off the roof? Yes. I think okay. people were laughing as I rolled because it would yeah. have been like a proper like roly-poly kind of situation. Yeah. I think people would have enjoyed that. Yeah. But then once I've hit the floor, they've gone. <gasps> right. Yeah. And then crash. they feel terrible for laughing. Yeah. Then they feel terrible for. Yeah. yeah. Or they've forgotten that they've laughed because now I'm dead. Now they're so. in shock. 
What about the Not people yet. holding uh, the owners of this cat? How do they feel? Their lives are probably ruined. Well, no, they feel honoured and like privileged that I saved their cat and died you for gave their your cat life. sins. I gave my life. I gave my life for their cat sins. Right. What had the cat done? What sins had the cat done? <laughs> I'm assuming it was mischievous oh, for going up on the roof. Hundred percent. What are you doing on the roof? Yeah, what was it doing on the roof? And what had that DIY man left on the roof when he hadn't fixed the brick that the cat was after? I think they were in cahoots. Yeah, I think I think maybe it was a vendetta against me to obviously cohorts me onto this roof mm. and then for me to die. If anything, they want my life insurance, which is not not going to lie, worth nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're gutted. They are gutted. Yeah. The cat and the DIY man gone to claim the life insurance. It's nothing. nothing. Gutted. Do you worry about death? No, I worry about living more. That's probably. What, as in, you want it to be over sooner? Yeah, well, mean? like, well, yeah. So, like, I'm like 35 years old. So we're halfway okay. through life. Like, we're halfway there. I mean, for the record, I think people are living longer generally these days. But okay, sure. If I mean, you're saying you're going to be dead at 70, that's quite young these days. I, I think that I think that'd be quite cool. I think that'd be like... Oh, new. listen, I'm hard out at 60, I agree, but 70 is a good... <laughs> it's pretty young. I think I think if you go out at that age, you're like... You've had your best life, and, like, you're not going to a point where you're going to be, like, burdening people. Yeah. Like, you still have... Yeah. You can still party at that age. I feel like that 70 is a good age to, like, go out. No offence to the people who are older... You carry on living your best life. No, for any listeners over over 70, uh, Sakisa is a huge fan of your, all your work. Yeah, you carry on living your best life. I wish yeah. you do well. I wish you continue to live. Yeah. Okay, but with your choice of dead at 70, so you're halfway through your life, and so what is your fear now? My fear now is that how I will never learn how to swim properly. Okay, I mean, look... Sakisa, forget the gig. Forget the gig. I'm, te- <laughs> I'm teaching you to swim. That's insane. Okay. You, you've got 35 years to learn to swim, and it's it's actually quite a doable thing. Well, it's, I'm lo- I know how to swim, but I don't know how to swim properly. Like, I'm, I'm too fearful of... What's the, the big... Deep the end? large... Deep end, thank you very much. The deep mm. end of, like, the swimming pool. Also, very wary of swimming pools because things what that have happened in pools, like plasters, piss, okay. chlorine, you know. What about the sea then? What if we just went to the sea, forget a pool? So you're just, instead of swimming sea. with piss, you're swimming in a- actual sewage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually more comfortable swimming in the sea than I am mm-hmm. in a swimming pool. My problem, obviously, with the sea is that the sea seems to be never-ending. It doesn't seem to yeah. go. There has no stop point. Yeah. So there's no deep end. It's all deep end. No. When me and my dad, when me and my parents go back home to Barbados, my dad will always be swimming like the furthest out he can go. And I'm like, I can't even see you. And then at some points, I'm like, is that a whale? And I'm like, no, that's my dad. <laughs> that's that's the levels we are at. And I'm not okay. trying to cuss up my dad, but that's quite big. <laughs> so, yeah, like... no, you've you've said that 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 re- from really far away he looks like a whale, which suggests he's fucking enormous <laughs> up close. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
couple of things we have to talk about. Well, one, look, I'll teach you to swim properly. That's fine. Don't worry about that. You've got, you've got enough time. But two, you're, you're from my favourite place, Barbados. You, you were born there? No, I was born here, but I have right. citizenship. So I go back and forth every single year. Um, and I've lived there for a bit. So, yeah. Can you just tell me everything? Because I love that. I, I, I think it's the best place I've ever been. I'm so happy. You can come yeah. and stay in my house. It's a it's can a I? dirt bag. Yeah, there's there's no Wi-Fi though. There's no Wi-Fi. It's in the country. Good. I don't want it. I'll come stay at your house and I'll teach you to swim proper. How about that? Okay, that's a deal. That's a deal. Okay. It is in the middle of the country though. So I live in St John. So there mm. is nothing much there. Um, so it's gonna be quite a dry swim. If you're looking for peace and quiet and some good rum. Because um, there is a rum yep. hut next to my house, um, then we can we can do that. I'm all for it. I, I don't know where to start. We haven't got a lot of time. What what can you tell me about Barbados? Uh, Barbados it yeah. is obviously very very small, but we are probably the most friendliest people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of friendly people there. We love rum. Isn't it got the the best? Hasn't it? statistically got the best education in the world or something like this top three it's one of the it's one of the top places that you can like especially in the caribbean be educated um they have very good schools there but it's better than america or something like there was something already it is like one of the best in the whole world yeah it's better than america so if you want to send your kids somewhere send them to barbados Uh, Uh, yes they'll get a sexy tan and (laughs) good education but we are notorious for rum and Rihanna, those are probably, and tourism, those are our three biggest exports. Mm. You're very good at all three, to be fair. Yeah. And obviously we have recently become like independent from mm-hmm. this whole Commonwealth Queen situation. Yeah. So that's bad. That's bad Yay. Voice. It's interesting that you do both as in, you know, they sort of couldn't be more different, in, you know, London and Barbados. And is there any part of you that's like, I'd love to just be there or just here or is it all great? Like if I had the like, especially during the pandemic, I was still working from home, mm-hmm. so I had no choice but to be in this country. But if I had a choice, mm-hmm. I would really have spent my pandemic in Barbados. I, I honestly thought about that. I thought, how, how could I just get to when everything went in lockdown? I was like, how hard would it be to get to Barbados? And I just live on live on the beach, just in a tent, and that would be a good way to do lockdown. So for, what they did was they gave people visas for a year to go out to Barbados if they could work from home. Obviously, it's like five hours difference. Yeah. So they were said, if you could work from home, you can, we can give you a visa for a year to live in Barbados. And they actually showed a documentary on Channel 4 about it. And I was so upset. <laughs> so upset <laughs> that this was happening. Because I understand why it was happening. Because... Yeah. Obviously, our tourism got hit by the COVID. So they were like, yeah. well, how else can we get these people over to our country? <laughs> and, uh, let's just give them a free visa. Ah, man. Yeah. What do you think happens when you die? I think that how you have a choice of door where you could either go left or right. Mm-hmm. And then you don't know which door goes to where. So like left will go to like our virgin of heaven. And then okay. hell will be on the other side. But you don't know which door it is. And then each day, they just mix it up. You only get one shot or every day you yeah. get to go to heaven. So every day is a fresh start. So you could yeah. spend a day in heaven. And then next morning, you're faced with the doors again. You could spend a day in hell. This yeah. is the first time I've been told the truth. 
That is <laughs> that is wild. And what what happens in in hell? Do you know? I think there's a lot of like manual work. <laughs> like, I think it's just yeah. So it's a lot of manual work, like a lot of DIY. The devil, yeah, the devil representate or like whoever the devil's representation is on that day. Because obviously the devil can't work seven days a week, three hundred sixty-five days a year. You need to help. Right. You need a holiday. So, like, obviously, his assistant or whoever is, is like is like running that place, like a manual labor situation. I think it's, and they don't. Everyone gets paid like minimum wage. I just think it's a very hard. There is a minimum wage in in hell, though. That's sort of impressive. Has it been unionized up there? <laughs> <That's pretty impressive. laughs> I mean, you have to you have to be fair in some sort of way in, in yeah. heaven and hell. But heaven's obviously like the opposite. Like everything's like white and gold. Everyone's making it rain all the time. There's strippers in the corner. Um, right, right. That is how I'd imagined it. Yeah. yeah. What well, <laughs> seems finance is a big thing in heaven and hell, which surprised me. I just sort of feel like we're. I'm surprised capitalism. I guess capitalism always wins in the end, doesn't it? It's always there. I'm surprised there's financial institutions in heaven and hell, but interesting. Well, I mean, we've got to, you've got to like eat. <laughs> yeah, you've got to make it rain in some way. Well, listen, today you chose the right hand door and you opened it, and it was heaven. You're in heaven, heaven. and you are more hey. than welcome. Everyone's a huge fan. They saw you at Edinburgh, they loved your show. They said that was the prime time's best show. And they it, heaven is filled with your favorite thing. What's your favorite thing? Probably wrestling. Um, okay. <laughs> and I, don't think, I don't think I want it actually filled to be wrestling. Let's go back. So my favorite thing, chicken. Let's just fill it with chicken. Thank you. Okay. Um, well, I'm afraid I have to go with your first answer. It is absolutely <laughs> filled with wrestlers. There are wrestlers. <laughs> people, are, you come in. People are body slamming you, picking you up, <laughs> clotheslining you, but nothing hurts. It's all fun. It's all good fun. And it sounds the, sexy, if anything. Yeah, the, <laughs> the, the chairs are made of wrestlers just sort of squatting and you sit on them. And, uh, and, and there's like ladders, people are jumping off all the time. Anyway, it's a great time. They're delighted to see you, but they want to talk about your life through film. And the first thing they ask is, what is the first film you remember seeing, Sakisa? The first film I remember seeing is Home Alone. Great, great. Um, and I, it was because my mum wanted to let me know if I was misbehaving, this is what's going to happen. <laughs> what? You're going to be... Hang on. Left alone. <laughs> okay. It wasn't, it wasn't you were going to be the burglars and smashed in the face a lot. It was more... We were leaving <laughs> so, it yeah, it was like, this is the consequences of what will happen if you continue to be a pain in my ass, child. <laughs> what did you think of this? I don't think I paid attention. Because um, right. I was still very much a pain in the ass. Because um, <laughs> I was, I'm the only child, so oh, well, wow. mom was very much, yeah, I'm the only child. So like, I used to, I say used to, I still get away with quite a lot of things I shouldn't yeah. be getting away with. Or like, I have this this way of like convincing my parents to make me to do things for me. So um, I think my mom was very much like, I don't want to like discipline you the way that a typical West Indian parent would normally discipline you yeah. back in those days where spanking and belts were like a thing. Yeah. I think she wants to go down like, this is what the white people are doing. I would make, I would treat you like a white person. <laughs> this is probably more scary. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, is, so white people, instead of spanking, they are abandoning children <laughs> and leaving them. That's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> but it had no effect. Did it make you think, well, it looks quite fun. That's the problem. It's quite a mixed message. Yeah. He's having a fucking great time most of the time. Yeah, I think he's having an awesome time in that film. And, like, <laughs> obviously there's some classic moments, like the classic face. Ah! Yeah. Which has become the tourist from it now. What is the film that you were the most scared of? What scared you the most? Do you like being scared? I don't like being scared. I'm not going to lie. Like, I don't like roller coasters and stuff like that because when you get to the top, I'm like, I don't want to meet Jesus right now. I've got right. 35 more years of my life to continue. Yeah, I've got 35 years to learn to swim properly. Yeah. So um, Candyman, I remember watching. So I, I used to have a TV in my room and I think I turned it on at like late at night when I was like 11 yeah. or something and Candyman was on. And I re- don't remember the film. film. Such a I've good not film. seen it in full. So like... It's. I saw one clip. You know when you turn on the TV and like one bit comes yeah. on, and and there was it was a bit where some killing was happening, and I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember went in my bed and going, no, <laughs> thank you very much. And then for at least a good two months, I couldn't sleep with the light off. Uh, so it was yeah, it's a bit scary. It's so interesting the power of these things that you have only seen a clip of it and that has haunted your whole life. I get it, man. Candyman's a fucking great film. I mean, I dare you to watch the whole thing because it's a really good film, but clearly not. I don't know. No. It it might be less scary in the context of the whole film, but I'm lying to you. It is really scary. (laughs) (laughs) I think as I got older, I think, because all these scary movies kept coming out. Hmm. So, like, obviously all the Jason films, Michael Myers. I've not seen any of those films. Saw, I've not seen it. I think I saw Saw 1 and that was it. Yeah, I don't even think I like really watched Saw as well because I was just like, yeah. but I generally find certain movies scary. Like mm-hmm. it just, I'm just like, this is gonna scar me for a while, and I don't need to be scarred. Life is already scarring. I don't need any more scars. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. My mum is constantly threatening to leave me home alone. I don't need any yeah. more of this. What? Uh, what's the film that made you cry the most? Do you cry? Are you a crier? I am a cry, and the, the annoying thing is, is that I'll cry at anything that is like slightly sad. Yeah. So, like, obviously, the classic recent one, Endgame, oh, Avengers yeah. Endgame, like that last scene, I can't watch again. Like, it's I very moving. It's I really to, moving. I have to fast forward that bit. We can't yeah. watch that bit anymore. I can watch the whole movie. I just can't watch that bit anymore. So we have to fast forward that. Um, but I actually, I think I cried the most at seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Fair enough. Just when he, yeah, when he opens up the box yeah. and I'm like, oh no, I remember crying quite a lot <laughs> about that, which is probably the weirdest thing to have to cry about. But like, there's no, other that's like interesting. cheer jerkers that are like. That's the first time seven has been the answer to that. That's really interesting. I get it. What is the film that... People don't like it. It's not critically acclaimed, but you love it and you think everyone else is a stupid idiot. There are so many. <laughs> there, are so, there are so many. Uh, it, it was, it's a difficult choice, I'm not going to lie. Like, mm. my second and third options were, like, Showgirls. Um, which yeah, I love Showgirls. Like, 
is all of that underworld is another one okay good share but the one i think is the top one is uh queen of the damned with um Aaliyah. yeah r.i.p r.i.p Aaliyah. um queen of the damned uh, it, tell me everything it was because it's obviously like it's meant to be a prequel to uh interview with the vampire and yes. it was Aaliyah's last film. Mm. And it was, it's not a good film. <laughs> it's not a good <laughs> film um, at all. But I actually like vampire stuff, like type films, even if they're do- done badly. So apart from a couple, I will watch <laughs> that one. Okay. And I like, and obviously for the Leah, it's Aaliyah's last thing. And I'm, yeah. she actually looks really good in it. The accent's a bit iffy. <laughs> what, what accent is she doing? Can you do an impression she's of like, it? She's like, let's do that. And I was like, okay, Leah, let's not do that. <laughs> okay. But I can't do anything because you are in heaven. So, um, yeah. But she yeah, chose the right she door. is. She chose the right door. She is in heaven. But um, yeah, Queen of the Dam. And I don't know the guy who played the main guy. It's I've never it seen him before. Stuart Townsend. Is it him? Is it him? I think so. Look it up. Look it up, Mike. I'm guessing Stuart Townsend. That's my guess. Stuart Townsend. Yes. Is it Stuart? Oh, well done, you. Yes. Well done. (laughs) This is huge. (laughs) It doesn't even look like him, though. When you look at pictures. Do you see? I do see, but like, it's just, ah, it's just very, yes. The film itself is very bad. <laughs> As I'm sure he's looking back at it going, uh. My question for you, you don't like horror, you don't like being scared, but you love a vampire. Traditionally a considered vampire. horror things. They're always sexy, but they are sort of uh, classified as horrors, vampires. They're horror things. Is it because they're sexy? I think it's because they are sexy. Like, they've got mm. this mysterious aura about them where they're like, yeah, I'm going to bite you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you, if you remember, you're like Jim Carrey in the mask, always making an entrance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. Do you, do you, uh, <laughs> would you like to live forever and eat people? You know, I have thought about this before. Mm. I think it would just get a bit boring and yeah. repetitive. I think I would lean like a new type of blood like something needs to happen to the blood like you know you've got chicken and you've got 10 different types of chicken or 20 you can do so much with chicken or just food in general but obviously for me it's chicken i think it's the same with blood like if it's like deep fried blood or like like, well you've got three types of blood right type a type o type something else so you've already got three the only one way to find out i suppose why don't we do a taste test That's a fucking Edinburgh show. We do a taste test. <laughs> People in the audience have to donate blood, three different types. We yeah. blindfold you. Which is type O? I fucking <laughs> love that show. <laughs> I don't know if we can, like, hygienically do that. <laughs> Listen, we're vampires. It don't matter. We don't yeah. need hygiene. We're going to live, live forever. I also think if I was going to be a vampire, I would have to be, like, laid. Like, I will yeah. have to, like, walk out during the night. Like, I've got stuff to do. Like, I need to go to the bank. Like, stuff yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. You need one of those 24-hour bank 
banks and stuff. Again, yeah. financial worries uh, as someone living forever. You're absolutely right. You would. Have, you still got to pay your bills, haven't you? You can't just live in the castle. Mm. At some point, it's going to get repossessed if you're not. Christ, they never yeah. talk about that in the vampire films, do they? Where are they fucking no. keeping all? How are they keeping the fucking money going? Jesus, what a you nightmare! Think about these exactly. How who's cleaning the house during the day? Like how is that? You know. Who's doing the cooking and the cleaning? Yes. No one. Who's cooking up the typo blood? Who's making this blood pudding you were talking about? Is that dessert now? <laughs> now you're a vampire? <laughs> what is the film that you used to love, but you've seen it recently and you do not love it anymore for whatever reason? Is that? Is Transformers? Great answer. <laughs> what, what changed for you? I rewatched it and I realised it's shit. <laughs> 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 like just just the acting and like I am quite obsessed with like those kind of films generally anything that's like fantasy slash superhero kind of sci-fi kind of weird kind of sense of film but I was properly like I, I, could, I remember watching that like 20 times and every time it used to be on Sky I would watch it and then it came on Sky the other day I was like okay let's just watch and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> no. I don't understand Transformers, and I'm not thick, but I did watch Transformers, and I was very confused the whole time. And at the end, I used to do stand-up about this, but it's genuinely a question I have, which is, at the end of Transformers, Bumblebee, who is his car, it's, it's Shia LaBeouf's car, but he's also a robot that transforms and is his friend. And at the end of Transformers, he gets off with Megan Fox on top of his car, but his car is his mate. (laughs) (laughs) Has he forgotten that he's now having sex on top of his friend? He's like Bumblebee um, not going, excuse me, um, you're on top of me. (laughs) Have you forgotten that I like literally five minutes ago we were chatting and now you're, you're just using me as a bed? He's just doing it for the team. That's what he's like. Free so let's just do it for the team. But he's not been... In, it's very odd. It makes no yeah, sense. The story in general, when you watch 2, 3 and 4 and 5, you're genuinely like, how are they, how are they still able to try and bring their their planet? How is, how is that still happening? Yeah. We need to, like, Haven't we dealt with no this? Sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what, how does this work out? Yeah. This auto spark is still happening. I thought we got rid of that. Um, yeah. How is Megatron still alive? How is this still happening? Yeah, all yeah. of this. So. All good questions. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Maureen, what's this I hear about you going to film school? I am. I want to gain valuable skills while making films and developing my creativity. So I'm attending the New York Film Academy. I'm thinking about becoming one of them people that writes the numbers on the title board. NIFA is a very respected film school. 
I hear they offer a variety of options to meet your educational goals, whether you want a BFA or MFA degree or want to learn at a quicker pace with a short-term programme. That's right. They've got workshops and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, cinematography, screenwriting, producing, game design, musical theatre and more. Are you attending in New York? Might do. They have multiple campuses in some amazing locations like New York, LA, Miami, Italy, Australia and online. And you can learn more about the New York Film Academy at nyfa.edu. That's nyfa.edu. Thanks, Maureen. What's the film that means the most to you? Not necessarily the film itself is good, but because the experience you had around seeing the film will always make it special to you, Sakisa. It's Love and Basketball. Great, lovely film. But why the experience of it? Yeah, it was basically the first film that I really like got into emotionally in terms of the story of the film, but also it was the first film in terms of like what they considered to be black cinema was like a prominent film for me to be like seeing these black characters on stage who were on stage on film that were like having a voice that had emotions that were were not just the people in like the side who were behind mm. the counter, like just that sassy black friend. None of that was in these films. And yeah. it, it, there was a run of these films that were happening that includes like Love Jones, um, The Brothers, uh, Baby Boy Friday, where it was just like people actually telling these stories from a black person's point of view, yeah. um, where it was just like, we are the same. And like, we have these issues and these problems that we're just trying to overpass. And we are like, we can fall in love and we do have these problems. So it was, it was for me quite prominent to see on yeah. a big, a big state, a big screen. Sorry, but I've always found it annoying that whenever they did show these films in the UK, they would show them eight years after they were like premiered um, in America, right. and then they would always show them at like one o'clock in the morning. And I'm yeah, like, like it's on. sort of specialist. Like look at this specialist yeah. cinema. It's mad. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely I'm like, right. these films can be mainstream films as well. Just like... Yeah, and they, uh, the, those Love Jones and, and Love and Basketball are absolutely, completely mainstream. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing... Yeah. They're great, great storytelling films. So, yeah. Great answer. What is the film you most relate to, Sakisa? I would actually say Black Panther. I love it. Please tell me why. Just because you? it tells the story of like warrior women mm-hmm. I think that, that for me that was the thing that came out of that film was these warrior women who are a ride or die and for me that's what I've been surrounded by all my life is that mm. my friends are like my ride or die that we are we have this connection that we're always there and supportive for each other and that's why I felt Black Panther apart from other things in the film related to for me it's just such a it's just such a great film. Yeah. And I generally like connected with it in so many aspects of identity, who you are, and like being unique. But like I've always tried to be molded by my family or my mum specifically. She always wanted me to be something where I've always been felt like I was something else. That sounds wrong. <laughs> what does she what does she want you to be? So my mum always wanted me to be like a professional person. So like a lawyer, a doctor, which I am. 
not doctor, lawyer. Um, but she always wanted to be one of those one worded things. Right. Well, I always wanted to be something creative. Like, yeah. I wanted to be a doctor. That's what I wanted to be. Oh, right. I'm, yeah, obviously now a comedian, but like, I never had the opportunities to do them because my mum wanted, I felt like I wanted to make my mum proud. It's, it was a difficult thing for me growing up at times, but also watching this film was just like, you've got watching like Chicago having this like leg, like legacy that he had to live up to and him having to make a decision about how he was going to rule this kingdom and how he was going to make it his own was like another thing that I related to. I love it. Yeah. It's a bit deep. Sorry. It's a bit deep. This is what what I'm here for. Is is your mum happy with your stand up? Oh, yeah, no, she's happy now because okay. I'm not allowed on TV. Because you're on TV, <laughs> <was> yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Once we got on TV, then she was happy. Uh, oh, this is what I meant when I meant a professional. I meant a professional TV star. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is the sexiest film you've ever seen, Sakisa, if I may? Cruel Intentions. Correct. Cruel Intentions is Correct. a sexy film. Yeah. Uh, I remember watching this when I was a teenager and I was like, oh, this is a sexy film. <laughs> I fell in love with Ryan Felipe at that, in that film. Right. Um, and ever since then, I've been like, mm, Ryan Felipe. Mm. Mm. And it's obviously like got great actors in it who obviously like started, well, like the teenagers in the show, or like 20, <laughs> whatever they are, <laughs> trying to pretend to be teenagers, but they're like 25. <laughs> like um, all films. Even though yeah. it's like, yeah, even though it's not like the greatest film in the world, it is like quite a sexy film. And obviously it's quite modern. So like there are certain bits in it where I'm like, oh, Ryan Felipe, take off that shirt again. <laughs> Come on, mate. We've been sat here for 10 minutes with your shirt on. What are we paying for? Exactly. Okay, so there's a subcategory to this question. Okay. Troubling boners, worrying wide-ons. A film you found arousing that you weren't sure you should. Sakisa. <laughs> um, it's going to sound really weird. Um, mm. <laughs> For some weird reason, I generally found The Mummy quite arousing. The Brendan Fraser The Mummy or the Tom Cruise The Mummy? Oh, no, not the Tom Cruise one. Okay. Okay, okay. No. The Rachel Weisz. Yeah. Okay. What, I mean, it's a fascinating answer and I'm going to need more detail. What, you found The Mummy The Mummy arousing or? (laughs) Go on. No, I think... The idea of like, so I really like at the beginning of these films. So it's the same with Mummy One and Mummy Two. The packages at the start, right. or the like, the little start bit where they tell you about the history of the mummy. Right. And I like the idea of like these men who are like in like little skirts, just like I'm here to like get what I want by the means of magic and like stuff like that, and yeah. then. Being like having this damsel in distress kind of moment I, with Brendan Fraser, I find quite sexy, even though it is him killing a mummy, mummy <laughs> for for the love. I think his right. was quite the most. The thing that actually I found quite sexy, which that's why I keep laughing, is is when 
he's on it's a, it's in one of the end scenes mm. but he's like about to like run to like save his his partner i can't remember her name in the film rachel vice like, yeah but i can't remember her mm. character name um he's trying to save the partner mm-hmm. and she's like i need help i need help and he's like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna get this like magic sword oh, <laughs> this is amazing i'm like does some weird throwing thing and you're like yeah. oh it's actually quite sexy that's what i want to happen like, i want to be like tied up to like something and someone like doing that for me throwing a magic sword a magic sword blade yeah to kill a mummy so i can get rescued i was like you are gonna get you're gonna get some good head today that's what right. happened if that that's was a, me that's a really lovely story um <laughs> that's a great great answer you seem confused yeah. by the answer. No, I'm I'm thinking it through and I'm like, it all makes sense to me. I have no follow-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but it's a nice like damsel in distress moment. I always find I, I think it's, be quite it's, sexy. Yeah, it's interesting you talking about that because because there's been a real shift away from damsels in distress. They they they're frowned upon as a as a trope in films these days. And it's interesting it that, is you, true. that you like it. That you're like, bring back damsels in distress. <laughs> No, not all the time. It's just like certain like classic the occasional, The occasional yeah. damsel in distress isn't so bad, the, is it? Yeah, the occasional ones, the way you're like... But also, because also in that film, Rachel's character is also quite strong. She's, yeah. quite, she's smart, she knows what she's... And she's also rescuing him, especially yeah. in the second film, which is what I like, like this team power they yeah. have together. Like they are a team. And that's what I find quite great when you have those kind of films where it's not just one man saving a woman. It's like mm. they're saving themselves from each, like for each other. Yeah, uh, I love it. But occasionally, occasionally, occasionally she can be in distress. Okay, occasionally. What yeah. is the film you could or have watched the most over and over again? Goldfinger. Yeah, Goldfinger. <laughs> I love this film. Because obviously it's a classic film. So mm-hmm. this is actually the second choice. The first choice is Live and Let Die. A fascinating answer. Because it's a really bad film, actually. Yes. Like it's not the greatest Bond film, but I love the scenery in it. <laughs> I generally love the fact that how it's set. My my favorite thing in this film is like when they're doing this New Orleans. Mm-hmm. It's the opening scene. They do the New Orleans bit, and the cop, they, the someone dies. You know, yeah. <laughs> they put him down in this freaking box, this coffin, and then the music starts playing. And everyone's just there dancing, <laughs> and I'm just great. like, "It is great." The whole concept of it is even like down to like the crocodiles getting thrown, and Roger Moore's trying to like jump on these crocodiles, which are yeah. so like old school <laughs> like scenery. It's great. The big black guy with the hook, the metal hook. Mm-hmm. He's a great character and he comes back at the end. The whole, and like Jane Seymour's obviously in it, being the damsel in distress, who's yeah. like read tarot. I just like the whole thing mm-hmm. and I could watch it from beginning to end. It's not one of those films that I have to skip through. I can watch it from beginning to end. Brilliant. Brilliant. What is, well, I don't like to be negative, Skisa, do you? But let's do it quickly. What's the worst film you've ever seen? Oh, this is easy, man. This is so easy. Twilight Breaking, breaking Saga. 
part one. Part one. Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. Bad, bad film. Why? What, but, but part two made up for it? You're happy with part two? No, part two is equally as bad. Like, it's not as bad as part one. Like, part... So, What's part the one, sins of part one? Oh, it's bad acting. Like, the whole film is, like, saga. It's, like, the whole series is bad acting. Um, right. And there is no chemistry with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is no chemistry. I'm like, how is, were you two dating? Because like, this is this is this is. <laughs> but they were dating in real life. Yeah. That's why there's no chemistry on screen. That's why I haven't seen these films. But if what you're saying is true, it is because they were dating in um, real life. You need to see the film because it is so bad. <laughs> right. Oh, so bad. Um, the acting number one. There's a scene when they have, they consummate their marriage, mm-hmm. which is probably the most awkward scene I have ever seen in my life. And then the acting just carries on being bad. And uh, for some reason, I just really want to punch Kirsten Stewart in the face in Whoa. this film. Hey. For some way. I know, I know it's aggressive, but I just really do. Um, She's a tremendous actor. And so is she Robert is Patterson. since this, since this. I'm glad they've moved on. I'm glad they've moved on. He did very well in Batman. I'm glad he has yeah. moved on. Okay. I think obviously these kind of films, they have to like, they were young, they have to like learn stuff or do what the director says. And the director said, do some bad acting. And that's what happened. <laughs> Often a direction I've been given, yes. Could you do some, could you do some bad acting? Okay. Uh, what is, you're a comedian, you're in comedy, you're in a multi, multi, multi nominee. What is the film that made you laugh the most? Twilight Breaking Saga Part Two. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. <laughs> That's good stuff. <laughs> um, it's mainly because of this baby <laughs> that just pops yes. up. This baby that turns up. I don't know if you've heard it about it, but like I this baby's got the baby. like, yeah, the baby is the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> the baby grows it like a, a year a day or something. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. The baby's in it. It's like weird, like. I don't know what like technology they've used, but it just looks so Every time it popped on the screen, I was dying. I was like, <laughs> they thought this was a good idea. Okay, cool. Uh, because they tried to do something similar with Transformers 2, mm-hmm. um, where they put these like two new Transformers in that was very much, you could tell, with CGI in it. But like Twilight breaking Saga 2, oh, babe, that was. Babe. babe, do you think the director said, make me a bad baby as well? Yeah. Okay. They were like, how director. can we make this baby grow faster? Let's do CGI instead of actually getting a child in every day. <laughs> yeah, a different child. Sakisa, you have been a wonderful guest. I have loved talking with you. However, when you... You went up your attic. There was a, a cat on your roof, right? You went up through the attic. You smashed through the attic ceiling onto the roof. You climbed up onto the roof like a goddamn hero. And the yeah. owners, not the parents of the cat, but the owners of the cat, human owners, were at the bottom of the house. And they were like, oh, God, will, will the cat be all right? And you climbed up there like a superhero. And you picked up the cat. And you went, Wee! And you chucked the cat over arm 
at the pen, yeah. <laughs> at the owners, like it was an American football, and they caught the cat. The cat was safe, and you went yeah, and you celebrated. And then you tripped on a brick that had been left there by the DIY man who was in cahoots with the cat trying to get your life insurance. And you spun around and the owners on the ground thought you were being funny, doing a little turn, and you tripped over backwards. You rolled off the side of the roof. And for a second, it was very funny. But then you landed, crunch, straight down. You died on impact. Your skull, your bones were crushed. Your feet crushed. Every part of you dust inside dust and blood blood for blood pudding anyway i was walking past with a coffin you know what i'm like and i see this mess on the floor the owner's screaming the cats run away again the cats run up on another roof in a way your whole this whole thing was pointless and i go what what's happened here with sakisa meanwhile diy man and cat they've run off to the life insurance place to see what money they can get turns out nothing they got nothing out of the whole thing anyway I have to scrape you off the pavement and I have to bring a digger to dig up some of you because you're so embedded in the, in the, in the cement. Anyway, get all of you in the, in the coffin, but there's more than I was expecting, what with all the cement and stuff. It's absolutely rammed in there. There is only really enough room in this coffin to slide one DVD in the side with you for you to take across to the other side. And on the other side, it's movie night every night. What film are you going to show the wrestlers on movie night in heaven when it is your turn, Sakisa. Black Panther. It will be Black Panther. Wakanda forever. Yes. Wakanda forever. They need to learn. <laughs> yeah. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Yes. Sakisa. Wakanda forever. Have the most wonderful Edinburgh. I hope you win all the awards, including best poster and best party atmosphere. Will you have fun? I will have fun. I'm going to have so much of the party. You are invited to the party if you're ever going to come up. I know you're busy. But if you want to come to a party, feel free to come along and have a party. Oh, I'd love to come um, to your party. There'll be tequila. Ooh. Uh, what do you have to tell people to look out for and to listen to? I don't know when this episode will come out. God forbid it comes out after you're Edinburgh one, which I hope not, but it could do. What else should they look out for and watch for? And I'm doing my show at Soho Theatre in September. So I'm yes. doing a run. So please okay. come and see it there. Um, it's the I think it's the 23rd to the 25th. I could be lying. It's on my Instagram page. Uh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Twix Comedy. My Twitter is Sakisa Comedy. Yeah, so follow me. Or I've got a website, sakisa.sakisacomedy.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sakisa. I mean, I should, you, I should know that one. I made it. You probably should know that. What a pleasure. Thank you for your time. I know you have to run off to a preview. Good luck. I hope it goes well. Have a great day. It was lovely talking to you. Good day to you. So that was episode 210. Head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Brett Goldstein for the extra 20 minutes of chat, secrets and video with Sakisa. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star review, but don't write a review. For God's sakes, no one wants to read that. What I want to read is about the film that means the most to you and why. I love reading that. Go and do that if you want or not. Live your life. Thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Thanks to Scroobius Pip and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics. At least allow for the photography. Come and join me next week for another cracking guest. Oh, it's a good one next week. Oh, you're going to love it. I hope you're all well. So that is it for now. Take care, everyone. And in the meantime, have a lovely week. And please, now more than ever, 
be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.